Hello everyone and welcome to the third episode of High Flyers. I am your host Kay and Angie and this is a podcast where we talk about the players that don't get talked about. So, if you guys remember from last week, I'm just going to jump right in here. Last week we took a look at the Flyers class, well the first half of the Flyers class for this 2022 season. And as mentioned last week, we are going to be finishing off that, the final 15. So that should be the whole podcast. And I just want to say that this is the last week that we're going to go through this introductory phase, um, the pre-MBA stage. And as soon as we finish this episode, we're going to start hitting the ground running. And we're going to start talking about what's currently happening in the NBA. Alright, so the first team that we're going to be talking about, and let me give you guys a quick recap of the 2022 class. So we went through 15 teams, or was it 15? It might have been 13. 13 teams last week. Um, and we selected two to three players from each of these teams that I think is going to improve a lot throughout the next season. And we're going to be tracking their progress. We're going to see which of these players has done the best during their first couple weeks. We can have like a Western Eastern Conference high flyer of the week. And then at the end of the season, we're going to narrow it down to the three who've improved the most. And then out of those three, we're going to pick the high flyer. Okay, so let's get started. And the first team that we're going to be talking about now it's going to have two players, and that team is the Los Angeles Lakers. And this is where I have my all-star, all-NBA-type player, Anthony Davis. He didn't have a great season last year, didn't have a great season the year before. But I think this year, with, as I mentioned before, Ham, he's primed to have a really good season for the Lakers. I think that he may even be in MVP talks. Right, And so that's why this year he's our flyer. He's probably the best flyer on this list. The other two flyers on the Lakers are Thomas Bryant, who missed a lot of the a lot of the season last year with the Wizards. He was quite good the season before. I think he was a steal for the Lakers. And Kendrick Nunn, who missed the season last year, but was also great for Miami Heat. So it's kind of a redemption team between these three kind of injury-prone players. If they stay healthy, they will, they will be... Great assets to their team. Now, with the next team, the Grizzlies, I got Brandon Clark, who Memphis chose to play a lot in the playoffs, as opposed to Steven Adams, due to his mobility, due to his offensive rebounding, and his defensive IQ. I think that he's a great player. And especially with Jaron Jackson Jr. out, I think he's primed to really take a jump for the Grizzlies. And I think that he's one of the the top flyers on this list. I think he, he has one of the highest ceilings. And the other one is Yare Williams, who had a 
decent rookie year, played decent defense, um, decent offense, and also with Jaron Jackson Jr. gone, he's going to have an increased role, and that gives him the opportunity to really grow this year. Next off, I have the Heat, and for the Heat, I have Gabe Vincent, who I think is a stellar three-point shooter. I think he's a great shooter. I think he is very underrated, and great point guard overall. He's also a pretty decent passer. Um, and the other player that I have is Caleb Martin, who had a great season last year. He was good at defense, good at offense, got a contract, well, well deserved. Um, first time playing away from his brother, just kidding. Uh, and I just think that he's going to have, he's going to improve even further this year. Now we're at number 17 and this is the Bucks. And for the Bucks, the first player I have is Grayson Allen, who had a subpar playoff playoff performances this year I think that last season sorry and I think that he's going to look to start off this season on a high note getting those shots up hitting those threes and just being that offensive fire starter off the bench for the Bucks. and another player is Pat Connaughton and Pat Connaughton I feel like his defense is going to take an even further jump for the Bucks. I think that he's going to be that small forward type role player locks down other team um, the players on the other team and the final pair on the Bucks is Brooke Lopez a lot of us don't realize that Brooke Lopez was an all-star caliber player actually I think he was an all-star too with the Nets one year but a lot of people don't talk about him anymore like even though he is one of the best interior defenders in the NBA okay and I don't take that back that's true he's an amazing blocker he's great at just putting just going up against defenders and I think that he has a lot to prove this season which is why he's on the flyer list this year the next team is the Minnesota Timberwolves and the two players on this team the first one is Jaden McDaniels I really 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 like Jaden McDaniels I like both McDaniels I like Jalen and Jaden but I like Jaden McDaniels because he's great at defense and great at three-pointers similar to his brother and I think that he deserves a starting role with the Timberwolves. Just just think about it. D'Angelo Russell um, at the point. You got Ant Edwards, shooting guard. You got throw in Jaden McDaniels. Solid, solid option for small forward. Good defender. Young. Can knock down those three-pointers. And power forward, Cat, center, Gobert. Great, great team, right? I see that team going far. And... Another player on the Timberwolves is Jalen Noel. And Noel is a player who I love so much. He didn't. He does not get the amount of minutes that he deserves. But the numbers he puts up in the minutes he gets is amazing. And I'm low-key hoping for him to get traded to another team this year that might utilize him a little bit more. Although he could still prove to be a valuable member to the Timberwolves. And so the next team is the Pelicans. And the Pelicans... I have four players. I have the first one is Trey Murphy the third, who I was really high on after the draft last year. Didn't really get that role with the Pelicans. Not a lot of minutes. Um, a lot of subpar performances. Some time in the G League, but I think this season he's gonna be back. He's gonna be he's gonna be one to watch. As well on the Pelicans, I have Herb Jones, and Herb Jones is one of my favorite players in the NBA. He is probably my favorite rookie last year as well. Actually, no, it's Cade, but 
Cade, Scotty, and then Herb. Herb Jones is he's just an amazing defender for his age. He plays like a vet. He's strong. He's long. He he has hustle. He has all these all these abilities that veteran defenders have. And yeah, I think that he's primed to make a real big impact on the Pelicans. And he can start for them as well. You can put on uh who can you start at guard? You can even start you can put CJ at guard. Um you could put Herb Jones at the two, um, Ingram at the three, Zion at the four, and Valanciunas at the five. Solid, solid lineup. And and then we got Jose Alvarado. I love Jose Alvarado. He's another one of my favorite players. I just really like the Pelicans. Such a cool player. I love his defensive intensity. I love that little steal trick he does where he comes behind and just steals the the ball from players, you know. And I think that this season, he only played a bit of last season. I think that this season he'll have a chance to even show how how much impact he can have on the Pelicans. And I think they don't really have a point guard, right? CJ is a natural shooting guard in my opinion. Their point guard, they have Devontae Graham, who, if I'm being honest, is kind of trash. So I think that Jose could actually be on lineups where he is he's going to get a lot of minutes at point guard is what I'm trying to say. And finally, for the Pelicans, I have Kyra Lewis Jr. And he's kind of been thrown out the rotation. Not a lot has been said about him. And I just put him in the flyer class this year because you know what? We got to have some of those players who people have given up on. But you know what? I haven't given up on Kyra. You know, I still think that he can have a good career. He possesses all the skills too. He's fast, very fast. He's a good passer. Needs to improve his offensive game a little bit. Needs to improve his offensive IQ. But besides that, I really think that he has the potential to be a really solid backup point guard in the NBA. And the next team that we're going to be looking at are the New York Knicks. And the player that I have on the New York Knicks that I want to talk about, the first one is Quinton Grimes. Now, Quinton Grimes, not a lot of people have heard of him, but those who have probably know how strong of a player he really is. Quinton Grimes is a good defender, good passer. He's a really good point guard. Um, he can play off the bench, I feel, really well for the New York Knicks, which is why I have him on this list. However, I don't have the most trust in the Knicks. They aren't my favorite team, um, and I think that their development is quite poor. So I don't know how much he can function within the Knicks organization, but I do hope that I do hope that they give him minutes, that they they kind of give him an opportunity to perform. The other player is R.J. Barrett. Now, R.J. Barrett was the third pick in the draft a couple years ago. Really oversh- overshined by other players his entire career. The issue with him is that he's super inconsistent. But I think that this year it all changes. I think that this year is the year where he's free to be arguably the number one option for the Knicks. And I think having a a point guard who can move the ball really well, like Jalen Brunson, will really help with RJ Barrett. Instead of having a ball hog like Julius Randle handle the ball, they'll have Brunson on it, leaving Barrett more open, giving him a lot of shot opportunities. And I'm just hoping that he maintains that consistency when shooting the three and the two and just consistency in general. The next team has three different players, and this team is the Oklahoma City Thunder. 
Now, we all know that the Thunder is tanking, right? So these players are set to get more minutes. Two of them were just drafted last year. The first player is Trey Mann, and Trey Mann really shined last season for me, especially the second half of the season. He is a really good offensive player, and he's one of the he's he's very similar to Bones Highland, who I talked about before, his offensive power, and I think that that will play a really key role in the rotation for the Thunder in the future. I think that he can be that type of player who you I don't know if he'll be a starter, perhaps, but I think if you throw him on the bench, you can put him on and he'll he'll kind of he'll get you a bunch of points like basket, bucket, bucket. He's a certified bucket, I think. And that's Trey Mann. I think that he'll improve even more this year with the offseason. And the second player is Jeremiah Robinson Earl, who also had a really good half season last year. He kind of took that center position for the Thunder. He performed quite well. I think that like there was a series, there's a there's a time when he was averaging almost a double double a game for a week. He was really solid, and I think that a lot of the time for these centers, if they get a chance to grow, they can they can show what an impact they can really have on the team. And really, I'm not really expecting an impact from these Thunder players. I'm just expecting them to improve in, let's say, their offense, their defense, their basketball IQ, all these different factors. And so the third player fits that persona really well. It's Alexez Pokusevsky. And Poku, he was drafted two years ago, I believe, maybe three years ago. He was one of the first players of the uh, OKC rebuild. And, well, he's really underperformed. And I think that's because the way that OKC had been using him up to that point which wasn't in a ball-dominant position. Now, Poku isn't a great player. He doesn't have really any strong skills. However, playing him at an almost ball-handling position where he can kind of play a point forward, right? If he can play that position, I think that he can make a real impact on the Thunder. He can be like a worse version of Josh Giddy, I'm going to say, who's his teammate. And I think that he has a lot to prove this season, Alexei's. And therefore, I'm sensing a big season from him, which is why he's part of the draft class this year. The next team I'm going to be talking about is the Magic. And a player, in sp- the first player I'm going to be talking about is Jalen Suggs. Now, Jalen Suggs was the fifth pick, fifth pick in last year's draft. He, a lot, everyone, a lot of people are going to agree with me that he's under, he was underperformed. A lot of people expected more from him, especially in his time at Gonzaga. And just this whole his whole season of disaster, lots of injuries. He sprained his ankle, I think, or his arm. He hurt his arm somehow. And he missed a lot of the season. Very inconsistent when he did play. Didn't really show the hype that was surrounding him, you know? But I have that theory. I have this theory that you got to give point guards a chance, especially young point guards, to adjust. And I think that this year, Jalen Suggs will take a huge jump from last year and his improvement. Um, and this case has happened before. I mentioned it before. It's happening cases such as you take players like Darius Garland, who needed comfort from his first season where he was labeled a bust, and now he's an all-star. And so I think that Jalen Suggs has a high ceiling, and I, I believe that this season he'll really improve. And the second player on the Magic I have is Bull Bull. Now, I love Bull Bull ever since... 
I don't know, ever since I've even heard of him. I don't know. I just, there's just something about him. And Nuggets didn't give him a chance, right? And now he's on the Magic. And my, my, one of my favorite coaches, Steve Clifford, coaches of Magic. Great with development. So I think that he can really push Bull Bull. And he's been playing him a lot in these the summer league games. Actually, not the summer league games, the preseason games. He's been playing him a lot. So hopefully that continues on to the season and Bobo really has a chance to prove to the NBA the type of player that he is, how liquid he is. I'm going to use that word liquid because how, how fluid. Liquid sounds weird. How fluid he is as a player. And the next team is the 76ers. And the players I picked were Paul Reed and DeAnthony Melton. Paul Reed is a good power forward. He's strong. He won G League MVP, I believe, a couple years ago. And I think he's a really valuable asset to the 76ers that has really been overshadowed by other, like their front court strength. So Embiid and who was there last year? Andre Drummond, all those type of players. And Paul Reed kind of fell low. I think that hopefully he takes a few steps forward this year and can really cement himself in the 76ers rotation. The other player that I selected for the 76ers was their brilliant trade, the guy who they got from the trade, DeAnthony Melton. DeAnthony Melton is a great shooting guard, point guard type of player. He proved it on the Grizzlies. Great ball IQ, great shooting, great passing, and he's the type of player that the that I believe the 76ers really needed off the bench. So I think that was a really great pickup by them. And the next team I have is the Suns. Now, if I'm being honest, I don't know if any Suns player will take a gigantic leap from last season. I feel like Aiton will be a little bit better. Um, Dan Booker a little bit better. Chris Paul a little bit worse. But I think that Josh Okogie, who's kind of been sitting at the end of the rotation for the Minnesota Timberwolves the past couple seasons could really improve under just a new team in general. Like, he's a great defender, strong, strong, um, good lateral quickness. And I think that on a new team, he can really just show his defensive abilities. And this is the same for another player on this list, um, except for their shooting abilities, and that's Damian Lee. Um, He's been with the Warriors, really end-of-rotation type of player. He had that one really good season, the one year that the Warriors did absolutely abysmal when Curry was out, um, Clay was out, and it was really just the one where they got that pick for Wiseman. That's how bad they were. And Damian Lee was actually really good that year. And I never knew if it was through nepotism because he is Steph Curry's brother-in-law, but he found his way on the Warriors, and now he's on the Suns. And I think maybe on the Suns, they'll highlight that shooting ability that we kind of saw from him a couple years ago we can kind of see him knocking I can see him knocking down maybe two three threes a game uh averaging maybe eight points which is a lot more than what he was averaging on the Warriors and so that's for the Suns and the final player on the Suns is Cam Johnson and I just think that he's gonna get a bigger role because I think they can potentially move him into the starting five uh, they talked about getting rid of Jake Crowder, and that means that that position needs filling, and who's the same position? Cam Johnson. So I'm expecting him to take a large leap forward this season as well. 
Okay, we have one, two, three, four, five, six teams left. We're going, we're, we're doing pretty good. Next team is the Portland Trailblazers. And for them, I said Nazir Little and Justice Winslow. Now, Nazir Little has just shown bursts of energy, bursts of potential the last couple of years. The only thing is that he's also very injury prone. But I think that this season, he last season he showed a lot of this promise and got injured. Now he's back for this season. So I want to see that promise continue. I want to see that pro, that promise elevate itself. I want to see him get even better than he was. And the same kind of situation for Justice Winslow, who had some really good seasons on the Miami Heat, but slowly fell, like he fell through the ranks, right? And now he's ended up as a, let's say a rotation player for the Trailblazers. And I think that these two players can really help out this Portland team that really needs to make the playoffs for the sake of their star player, Damian Lillard. And so the next team I have are the Sacramento Kings. And on the Kings, I have three players. The first one is Chimetsi Meitu. And so Meitu really took that center position a lot last season, that power forward center position. He's a good big man, strong defense. Extremely underrated in my opinion, and I really just see him going forward. I personally see Rayshon Holmes getting less minutes and seeing Chimetsi get a bunch more minutes. And with that kind of thing, I, I see him moving into the starting lineup and really making an impact for the Kings. Another player is da Davion Mitchell on the Kings, who is their pick in last year's draft. Um, had a poor start to the season, but he told he I felt like he picked himself up pretty quickly. Great, great defense since college, and in the NBA at the end of the seat last season he started averaging um, upwards of twenty points per game and upwards of seven assists per game, which is really positive at a time when De'Aaron Fox was out. So I think seeing Davion Mitchell in that starting lineup this year, maybe at the two position. And seeing him improve is something that a lot of Kings are hoping for. And the third player I have is Kevin Horder, who was traded to the Kings from the Atlanta Hawks. And Horder has had lots of potential over the years, I feel. And I feel like starting anew is really good for some players. And for Horder, it gives him a chance to start from scratch with a new team. And I see him hitting maybe three, four threes a game. Gain some layups, get some good defensive plays. I see him as like a real asset on this Sacramento Kings team. The next team that I'm going to go to is the Spurs. And the first player is last year's pick, Devin Vassell. And so Devin Vassell has really improved himself from last year. Um, I was a huge fan of him when he started playing for the Spurs. Uh, I liked him even more. Actually, was he there last year or two years before? I think it might have been last year. And he improved even more. Actually, you know what? I think it was two years ago. <laughs> so he improved even more last year. And now I see him improving even more this year. Right? Um, his three-point shooting is good. His mid-range is good. He can score from almost everyone on the court. He used to hesitate a lot when he was younger. Now he doesn't hesitate. He goes for it. He shoots. Um, very confident. He's a confident player now. And... With the Spurs blowing it up, looking for that first overall pick in the draft, I see them giving Devin Vassell about 36 minutes a game, which will probably prompt him maybe 20 to 24 
points a game. I see him doing really well this season beside Keldon Johnson. And the other Spurs player I want to talk about is Trey Jones. Now, I actually had a chance to watch Trey Jones when I was younger. I watched a Kentucky game. I mean, I watched a Duke game. And Trey Jones was a starting point guard for Duke with Zion and RJ. And I really like Trey Jones. The only problem was that he was short, um, a lot smaller than other players. He had um, sometimes his three-point shooting was questionable. And then I saw that he took all four years of college, or three years of college, and I was like, damn, he isn't going to get picked, even though he's like a great player. Spurs picked him. Um, he went two years without doing anything at all. But I feel this year, without any clear point guard, they traded DeJounte, right? Who's their point guard now? And I see that player as Trey Jones. So that is why I am so high up on him. And I think that he's going to have a great season this year. Last three teams. So the third last team is the Raptors. And for the Raptors, I have two players. The first one is Precious Achiwa, who I see taking a real, real jump in that front court position for the Raptors. The Raptors are known for playing with big lineups, but they don't really have a good center. Ken Birch isn't the best center, and he's like the only center they have. So I feel like this season, Nick Nurse can play Precious a lot of center minutes. And by doing this, hopefully Precious will improve. Precious will improve. He'll score more. He'll get more rebounds. And I see him making a real impact on this tall Raptors team especially through their this hard season. The East is getting harder, people. And then we're going to have the next player, Delano Banton. Now, Delano was drafted last season. Didn't do much. Um, Everybody's like, oh, he's the new Malachi. He's just going to get those two garbage minutes a game. But then you watch him in Pro-Am games. You watch him in the Summer League preseason. And it looks like he's really improved his... Dribbling skills have improved. Um, he getting, he's getting to the basket better. Um, a lot more confident in his action. And I believe all these different factors, they lead me to make an hypothesis, if I could say. And that hypothesis is that he will play a large role on the Raptors this season. Now let's go to the Utah Jazz. The Utah Jazz have two players. Jared Vanderbilt is the first. And Vanderbilt is one of those players, and I... I first came across him on the Minnesota Timberwolves, the team he previously played for. And he's really, really good at defense and good at rebounding. And these are kind of arts to basketball that have been lost over the years. But with players like Jared Vanderbilt, it's hard not to vote for them. So that is why he is part of the High Flyers class. I see him making some real improvement on the Jazz, who are probably competing for that first overall pick. And the second player I have on the Jazz is Lowry Markkinen, who had a great EuroLeague experience. I mean, no, not EuroLeague, but it was EuroBall experience. Um, he performed extremely well with the Finnish basketball team this summer. And I, I really want to see him continue playing the way he has on the Utah Jazz. And even though they're going to get blown out of every game, I still see him dropping like a good 17 plus points per game. And finally, we're going to go to the Washington Wizards, number 30. And the two players I see on this team improving. The first one's Rui Hachimura. Now, now, everyone's like, Rui Hachimura, he's supposed to improve every year and somehow he doesn't. Well, 
I see this as his year. I see him taking major steps offensively and defensively on the Wizards this year. I caught a couple of his the preseason games. He looked good. He looked stronger. He looked mentally stronger. Um, and I really want to see him. And I'm I want to see him. And I think I will see him improve a lot this season. And the final player in this year's High Flyers class is Corey Kispert. Now, a lot of you probably haven't even heard of Corey Kispert. He was the draft pick for the Washington Wizards last year. He's quite old, but at the same time, he's lethal from three. And with an NBA, with the NBA moving to more of that kind of style with lots of three-pointers, I see players like Corey Kispert taking huge jumps in terms of their usage within the teams. And this is why I think that he is going, that he's going to fly high this year. And that is all I have. All 30 teams. And that's all for today's podcast. This is our final episode. Remember, it's our final episode before we jump right into the NBA. We can call this like the intro, the precursor. And I'm excited to talk with you guys a lot about the NBA. Um, We're going to do some fun stuff with stats. We're going to do some fun stuff with uh, our high flyer draft class. We're going to have some fun with the NBA news. Um, And I'm excited for you guys to tune in to next week's podcast. Um, I'm KNG once again. And thank you for listening. This is High Flyers. Good night, good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you're from. Peace.